When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome to Criminality Podcast, the podcast where we know, Rebecca, that loving reality TV isn't a crime. Even if the people in our lives, which you just admitted to one of your friends, not liking reality TV, apparently you guys have gotten through this. This is tough. It's a challenge. We're going to work through it. But that's why we created this safe space for people like you and me and our listeners. So glad you're here. (laughs) Absolutely. I'm so glad you're here as well. Um, yeah, my best friend is not a big reality TV watcher. And so she'll randomly tell me about something she's watching. Like, have you heard of Real Housewives of Orange County? <laughs> and I have to be like, maybe. Once um, what do you want to know? Yeah, that's so funny. Yeah. Same thing. I just got a text. It's like, so this Bling Empire really kind of got me. And I'm like, oh, so it begins. <laughs> the plan yeah. is working. <laughs> That's the great thing about Netflix, right? Bringing in shows because totally. I think it's, it is reaching a new market. Once you get into these reality shows, you and I know it's total crossover. You run into people in different um, different franchises. I just heard that Phaedra Parks is in the trailer for The Real Housewives of Dubai. I haven't watched it yet, but she's in mm, a scene whoa. which isn't crazy because it's the same kind of you know same company, same uh, franchise or not franchise, same empire. Are we calling the Housewives of an empire? Yeah, empire. we are. I think we definitely <laughs> are. <laughs> it's under the Andy Cohen umbrella. Yes. So that one's not so strange. But on Netflix, we had one that you were so excited about. I was so excited when I saw it for you to see it. And it carried me. I, well, it still wasn't enough for me to get through this season. And <laughs> sure, it was rough. Yes. Yeah, so like many, tuned in to Bling Empire season two. And I don't know. I felt like it was lacking something that the first season had, but then you alerted me that there's going to be a cameo at the end and hang on. I couldn't hang on. I jumped to the end. Sure. And there was a cameo from one Miss Julia Hart who was in My Unorthodox Life, which was one of the shows that I've watched that I talked about here and uh, also a Netflix show. So totally makes sense. But, you know, she's very New York. And so to see her there at this thing was like, whoa, it was dizzying and I loved it. Aw, I love it. How you felt about Bling Empire, not Bling Ring, Bling Empire is how I felt about Selling Sunset this year, where I'm like, I normally get into this, and I just, for whatever reason, kind of jump ship. I think my mistake was watching it on a treadmill and thinking that would carry Mm. me through my walk, and it did not, and I was like, well, screw you. If you can't get me through this. But really, it's like a, it's a laundry show. You need to... focus on something else while watching it, right? I, I agree. I think just your full attention on it, the the holes and the gaps and the lack will be too evident. I was okay getting through it, but that is exactly how I felt with Bling Empires. So, you know, it's there's no hard and fast rules. We can abandon and come back, keep it loose. I know. <laughs> there you go. Loosey goosey. Yeah. Um, Loosey goosey apple juicy or apple juice. <gasps> Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills is back. Yeah. I I feel like we should mention it just because it was so epic and it was, uh, and yeah, then a second episode of the season will just have happened when this comes out and what an opener. Oh my goodness. So we've seen some of the pictures, right? I don't think we've ever seen video of the (sighs) night that Dorit's house was broken into and I forgot the kids were in the house. (sighs) For some reason, I... Maybe I made it up in my head to make me feel better. I thought PK and the kids were gone. No. I was not expecting that. It's as terrifying as it gets. And I was fully crying, like tears. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It was rough. It was so intense and so bizarre to see Sutton's strange reaction. It can only mean that she doesn't believe the story. 
I yeah, can't think of any other reason. I feel like that's what's either going to come out. I don't know, but it was so appalling. But um, yeah, what a great first episode. What a terrible thing to happen. Sure. But wow, the episode just felt so real and like you could just feel all their feelings. It was so visceral. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then I was like first day of filming, right? Whenever that happened. Yes. It was, it was the first day. Yeah. So that is just so much. But yeah, so apparently we just did a little reality recap before we yeah. were getting into this week's episode. Again. We have no rules. We have no plans. Exactly. We make the rules and we laugh at them, too. Um, I do want to say that I think I got a little carried away with my feelings about Beverly Hills in that I started to maybe think that PK was looking amazing in the confessional, but you quickly oh, gave me the mental adjustment that I needed. Um, I just thought he's never looked better. I'm not saying he looked amazing. I'm saying he never looked better than in that confessional. Little facial okay. hair. He lost a few I mean, pounds. He looked great. Yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of people like that. Uh, <laughs> don't make me make a list, but there are several people like that. Didn't you have a correction from last week that you wanted to make <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it? <laughs> Now that I'm, we're correcting things you're getting wrong. Uh, yes. Number Speaking one of, being PK. Exactly. <laughs> and I love how you phrase that. Like, wasn't there something you wanted to share that you got completely what else wrong? Did you screw up this week? <laughs> yeah. I'm very grateful for a listener who alerted us on Instagram, messaged us to say that Lyme disease can be passed on from mother to infant through pregnancy, which makes sense, right? Bloodstream totally. carrying. I hadn't really considered that in my, it could never be passed from person to person. So thank you for that. Uh, great listening and for bringing it to our attention. So kindly, that was really yeah. nice. Oh man. Yeah. Um, and I, I love when people listen and hear things and then share, you yeah. know, because I want to like do better if I need to. Um, but yeah, so that's just a, a small correction from last episode about Yolanda Hadid. Okay, and and you want to stay on record with Rand being winsome, or you've taken that back as well? Are we where are we on your Rand, Rand or PK? Rand, I'm saying Rand now. I'm he was the original the winsome. He was the original. No, winsome. taken away, retracted. Okay, yeah. We'll see what happens this year. Yeah. I can't wait to see. I can't wait to see who, who you get wrong next. <laughs> <laughs> if people aren't listening for any other reason, it just might be that. So I'm fine with it. Absolutely. <laughs> Happy yeah. There you go. <laughs> Okay, well, we will get into this week's episode. So the clues I gave last week were MTV, Delaware, and Javi. And some listeners, some very astute listeners, were able to pick it up right away. Yes. And I knew you guys could do it. This week, we are finally taking a deep dive in the trash heap that is known as Teen Mom. <sighs> and one mom in particular, who would many would really say is one of the success stories from Teen Mom, um, and that is Kaylin Lowry. Okay. Rebecca, your relationship to Teen Mom. Is there a relationship to yeah, Teen Mom? Yeah, there is. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've watched. I feel like I only can remember one who maybe doesn't have the stellar reputation. One. <laughs> well, the one I can, actually, there's a couple. I won't name names. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely watched, not religiously. So I have watched, um, definitely haven't made it through every season and every storyline. So I'm feeling like your story is going to be new for me. I honestly think it will be um, because it's just so wild. And literally today there were updates that I've missed from the past two days. Like that's how much things are always oh, moving. So it's unfolding lives. in real time. Yeah, I mean, it's technically done, but like it could keep going and okay. you'll see why. Okay. Let's get into it. So Kale Lowry, now we know her as the mom of four sons. Her sons are Isaac, Lincoln, Lux, and Creed. It's a nice array of names. There's a couple there that I really like. Um, and she actually started on 16 and Pregnant. So that was kind of the original. Before Teen Mom, if you're not familiar with the show, came 16 and Pregnant. And basically the hottest messes out of 16 and Pregnant, <laughs> they followed on to Teen Mom and Teen Mom 2. 16 and Pregnant, they've tried to bring it back and they'll every once in a while bring some new seasons but nothing is like those original seasons when the girls had no social media there's no there's not the celebrity about it and so it was like real people really going through these pregnancies as 16 year olds yeah it's uh it's very uh real <laughs> it is the early ones are and that's mm -hmm. where people kind of teen mom now it's like these people, some of them are millionaires. There's just no reason. And they're 30. 
we can stop watching this. We can stop calling you a teen mom. Right. Right. right? That seems fair. <laughs> that seems fair. So when we meet Kale, she is 16 years old, living in Nazareth, uh, Pennsylvania. Oh. She and her boyfriend, Joe, are pregnant with her first son, Isaac. Um, her episode really focuses on this lack of family support that she does not have. She has really no support from her mom. Her um, dad has been out of her life. Um, Joe's family on the other side of it is very helpful, loves them, loves her, treats her really well. So when she has the baby, she actually moves in with them, is raising the baby there. They're young. Eventually they break up. She gets a new boyfriend and her parents are like, hey, um, you can't date someone else while you're living here. With our son, you know, <laughs> it's a reasonable. And you get that right. Boundary. It seems yeah, very yeah. <laughs> reasonable. Like, hey, you just can't have another boyfriend while you're still living here. So she ends up breaking up with uh, with Joe, and they have a co-parenting relationship at time, like a really great one. And then sometimes it's very volatile. It can it can change over really nothing, and you kind of see that pattern as this goes. Um, along. So after the breakup with Joe, she moves in with her mom. This does not end up being a very good situation. And she quickly moves out, is living on her own. And then that's where team mom kind of has picked up like she's during their breakup, moving out. She's got a job. She's, uh, she's working. She's in school. She graduates high school. She's one of the very few number of the teen mom uh, girls that actually goes on to graduate from college. Wow. So yeah, I mean, it's, and statistically, it the cards were not in her favor, and she did really, really well for herself. So after the success of 16 and Pregnant, that's where MTV launches Teen Mom. So this follows some of the girls from 16 and Pregnant, and that includes in this first – so they did Teen Mom. I think they ended up calling it OG and then Teen Mom 2. Okay. So <laughs> Teen Mom, the first one, follows Farrah Abraham – might know that I, name. That is one of the names I remember. That is one of the names. Um, Macy Bookout, now Macy McKinney. Yes. Kate, yeah, Caitlin Lowell. She's the one that placed her baby for adoption. Wow. And Amber Portwood. That's another name. I know that one too. Probably soon. Yes. Yes. That's one I kind of wanted to go into, but then decided not to <laughs> um, <laughs> for reasons. And so this is a huge success right out of the gate. And so MTV's like, hey, what other hot messes do we have? And they had a few more. Um, and I mean that respectfully. We have Janelle Evans. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, you know that one. Yep. Um, Chelsea Huska, Hauska. I never knew how to say her last name. It's now DeBoer. She's very, she's uh, like a brand now. She's one of those that's really been able to um, capitalize on her fame. Okay. Um, Leah Messer. She's one that had twins. Mm. And one of the babies had muscular dystrophy and so you kind of watch her journey and the last one on team mom two is kale so later on they add a few cast members they ended up adding bristol palin even though she was never on 16 and pregnant but she was a teen mom so they brought her on for one season and they also brought uh brianna de jesus on from team mom three (laughs) which went under very quickly and she got moved to team mom two she will come up again, so keep that name in your head. Brianna, okay. Ooh. Yeah, you, you won't forget by the end of this. Okay. So back to Kale. She and Joe are broken up, and she eventually meets our first clue, a guy named Javi, okay. Javi Mariquin. So when she and Javi meet, she is working at the mall in Pennsylvania. He comes in, meets her. She doesn't really want to talk to him. He finds her on Twitter. They DM. They end up getting together. Okay. There's another version of this story where he saw her on Teen Mom 2, knew she was working at a mall in Pennsylvania, went to the mall, meets Yikes. her, and and that's it. Don't know if that's true or not, but okay. I've, I've heard that rumor. It's not out of the realm of possibility? No, no, no. It's not at all. Um, and the more you see him, the more you think, you might have had some other things going on here. Oh, boy. So Javi's in the military. He's stationed in Delaware. And so Kale and Joe, who, like I said, can go from co-parenting really well to really, really terribly, basically go to court to see if Kale can move to Delaware to be with Javi, who's now her fiance. They end up moving to Delaware. And Joe and his girlfriend, V, actually eventually move there, too, in the same neighborhood, which sounds a little much, like that would be difficult, but Joe, the dad of her first son, Isaac, 
is such a good dad and very invested in his son, and he wants to be there for all of the milestones. Great. Yeah, I think so, too. She really hit the jackpot on the first one, having a baby with uh, Joe, I would say. Or maybe he's just a decent dad and the rest of them suck so bad. I don't know. Possibly. Now, how many years later are we talking? Like, how old is Isaac? Okay, Isaac's two or three whenever she meets Javi. They end up getting married, and they have a son together named Lincoln. Okay. Lincoln's super cute. So the two eventually get married, and Javi is deployed. He goes overseas. By the time he comes back, they've actually separated and go on to divorce. And there's allegations of cheating. It just, it was a bad, it seemed to be a very toxic relationship, and I think they both have definitely said that. But I will say something really nice. Um, Because Javi had been a part of Isaac, the oldest son's life, when he would pick Lincoln up, his, his biological son, he would sometimes pick up um, Isaac, too, and do stuff with both of them. Like, Cute. just treated him really well, I think, yeah. which, you know, says a lot about him, I think. Indeed. Are we following, Rebecca? I'm Is this right there with you. Sense? Oh, yeah. You got it? Okay. There's there's lots of names here. And I'd like to add a few more. <laughs> so, <laughs> shortly after her divorce from Javi, Kale is Auntie Mom, too, again. And this time, she's pregnant. And she says the father of this child is not interested in being on camera. She doesn't want to talk about him. She doesn't want to talk to him on camera. But the internet sleuths do the Lord's work, and we find out it's a guy named Chris Lopez. Okay. So this son, whose name eventually is Lux, it took her almost three months to name this kid. Like, his name was just Baby for almost three months. I've heard of a few days... A week, three months. That's that's uh, that's a period. Three of months time. is like the legal cutoff. Like you have to have named your child. Not even kidding. Like it's a real thing, and and she like did it to the last minute. And her quote was, "It took me so long to name the baby because I was trying to work with Chris to agree on the name, but we just couldn't agree until we ended things between us for good. And I decided I would just pick something I loved, and he agreed to the first name we picked prior to me deciding it would be the name for sure." And the and honestly, the comment about her ending things with him for good is number one, telling, and number two, not true. The two continue to have a very tumultuous relationship, which we will get into okay. more later. So at some point on Team Mom OG and Team Mom Two, they end up breaking the fourth wall, which would you agree is like one of the greatest things in reality TV right now? Like, we live for those moments. <laughs> We live for that. Give me a confessional. I I want to see this like behind the scenes. I want to see them argue with the producer who's asking them a question in a confessional. But you see them now talking to these producers. So it feels less fabricated Mm. and more like, hey, you just got a text. Who did it come from? Will you read it? That sort of thing. So you're seeing, to me, you're seeing more of their real lives than they necessarily wanted to show you before. So shortly after Kilga's birth to Lux... On this one episode of Team Mom, we see that Joe is at Kale's house talking about Javi. So Javi is the ex-husband. Joe is the ex-boyfriend. And so Joe is Isaac's dad. And Javi is Lincoln's dad. And Javi was planning a trip to Disney World. Welcome. And bringing Lincoln and Isaac with him for this trip. Okay. Really nice, right? Yeah. Here's where the problem. Here's where the problem lies. So during this discussion, so Joe and Kale are talking, Kale says, I heard he's actually going to see Brianna. She lives in Orlando. So Brianna is a Team Mom 3 girl Mm -hmm. who then comes on to Team Mom 2 later. So Brianna is from Orlando. She has two daughters, cutest kids in the world, Nova with her ex, Devoin, and she has Stella with her ex-boyfriend, Louis. Yeah. So Brianna's mom, Roxanne, and Brianna's sister, Brittany, are really a part of her whole family, and they live together, and they all have a very close, loud relationship. So what does this have to do with anything? Well, Javi and Brianna were going to rent this, like, huge, sweet kind of three-apartment thing at Disney um, and have all the kids together and just all hang out, but then... Florida's going to Florida. We have a hurricane come through. That doesn't work out. And so they end up all going together, but the plans got changed a little bit. So I don't know the the staying in room situation, but it was different than they had originally planned Uh-oh. for reasons. Okay. So Kale says, I'm not angry about them going. I'm not angry about the kids going. I'm angry that nobody will be honest with me. Are they dating? Are they not? Just be truthful. 
Well, they both claim, Javi and Brianna, they're just friends. Okay. No big deal. They're just friends. Until they start dating. <laughs> In which case, it's a little bit of an issue. And so I can, I definitely see from her point, like, okay, are my kids just going so you have a plus one, you know, to bring with these other kids? Or like, Aww. you know... Her one son had been out of school for this. He was excited, so you don't want to pull him and say you can't go. So I understand, like, there's a lot of moving parts with that. So, of course, this is all very messy. And one thing about the teen moms is they love drama. And they love putting their drama, especially on Instagram Live. And they will Instagram everything, stories. Instagram's got to be sponsoring teen mom because there's no reason to put this much of your life out there. So, Rebecca, we were going to watch a clip. I don't know what Leah told you, but what was said to me was that y'all were sharing a hotel. I got a three-bedroom hotel, which is like an apartment. And I said, if you're going to have Isaac in Orlando, you need to tell Kale. It's not my place to tell Kale that her kids are going to be hanging out with us. That has to come from you because you're watching them. Right. I agree. And he didn't do that. Nobody was sleeping in no bed together. You're taking Leah's comment way too extreme. Everyone talked about it, so it's not just me. Nobody knew about me and Harvey being in a hotel room if it wasn't for Leah. Okay, well, you're the one that opened your mouth. Whoa. Pretty intense, right? Yeah. I love the um, (laughs) producer. Well, we'd really love to see you work it out. Right. <laughs> I bet yeah. that's what you're you're counting on. <laughs> on camera. We just really care about your your health and happiness yeah, here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's hard to look and away. I can I could easily get back into this. Here's the thing with um my like relationship with Team Mom now. I rarely watch it. I watched the like the last episode for this, but I haven't watched it in a while. I've watched clips, but MTV's site is so freaking annoying Mm. that like you'll get through a commercial and their commercial breaks are eternal and then if you try to rewind or fast forward it slides you back and then you're just like well I don't want to watch this anymore this isn't worth it so either you Mm. pay for it on Amazon which Mm. started doing with Better Call Saul or you just suffer through and I don't want to suffer yeah it feels like maybe we've aged out of that website (laughs) I know. No I, like in some of those, I know. And some of those like shows are going to Paramount Plus. So I'm just kind of waiting yeah, for them to yeah. make it there. And then you can just enjoy the drama. So, Rebecca, you basically watched them, Brianna and Kale fighting in this dress room before one of the team mom reunions. And it escalated very quickly. Oh, no. Does she disrespect um, her mom? She better not disrespect her mom. Don't disrespect, don't disrespect her mom. My mom. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And this is where it gets like unhinged. So oh, no. I have another one more clip for you to watch. Okay. Actually, I think I have two, but here's the next one. And this is the one where I think you saw Dr. Drew. Okay. We have some as close as they can possibly For what? Just we want everybody to be safe and everything to play fair. And We're going to have fun. This is Unseen Mamas, for Christ's sake. This no, is it's a, not fun. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here is Brianna. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure what I just saw. Who jerked her head back? Who pulled her it? sister? Was she holding yeah. her back? I don't think anyone was holding anyone back. I think they were going bees to the W and really just trying to get at each other. Oh, my gosh. Sorry, that was a little right? upsetting. Yeah. It was. Sorry, I should have warned you it was upsetting. So, no. <laughs> I mean, I, just, I don't know I what I was. A... It just looked like they were just. Um... <laughs> That's amazing. I just, it looked like they were about to have this like segment of people on stools talking and she came out so hot. Like, I just didn't see it coming. No, no one did. And Dr. Phil's, I mean, Dr. Phil's, Dr. Drew's like, this is teen mom unseen footage, like calm down, you know, whatever. And then they're like, absolutely go, absolutely uh, ham. I don't know the right word there. She just went for it. Yeah, she She really did. (laughs) Ooh. Yeah. So, 
wild times, total drama, and nothing like that had happened before. There, there's altercations. There's not. I shouldn't say altercations. It's not like watching the Jerry Springer show. But, but temp- temperatures do rise. Yeah. People do get hot and irritated. But nothing like that. That was that was uh, that was a first. I would say. So love, kill, or hate her, one thing about her is she has really been building her brand unlike any of these other teen moms. She has multiple podcasts, including one called Coffee Combos. Um, she has another one called Baby Mama No Drama, which I don't – okay. Rework I the title. I mean – Yeah. <laughs> there should be some parentheses under that, like <laughs> maybe not this week or something like that. <laughs> Um, and so she has a hair product line called Pothead. She's written several books. She makes money as an influencer. She really has figured out how to brand herself. And there are people that are very devoted to her and her brand outside of Team Mom. Like she really has grown it. And you have to give her that. Sure. So let's fast forward a few months. Javi and Brianna have dated. They've broken up. And it's time to film the Team Mom 2 reunion in October of 2019. Okay. So Kale says, I'm not going. It's personal reasons. It has nothing to do with Brianna. has nothing to do with Janelle Evans. But this is when things really go haywire. And the reason this is an episode at all. And I'm going to tell you what happens next after a quick break to hear a word from this week's sponsors. Our show has been around for more than three years now, which is really something to celebrate. But when I think back over all of our episodes, one that really sticks in my mind, of course, is the one about the bling ring. There were literally teenagers breaking into the homes of celebrities and stealing thousands, if not millions of dollars worth of items. There is just something so scary about someone being in your home without your knowledge, even beyond just having your things taken. And that's why when it comes to home security, I only trust my home to Simply Safe. Simply Safe isn't just some old fly-by-night security system. It was actually named the best home security systems 2024 by the US News and World Report. On top of that, Newsweek named it best customer service and home security, which is really huge because if my house or the people that are in it are in jeopardy, I want to know that I'm speaking with people who are there to help me. We've had Simply Safe in my house for several years now, and Rebecca got her system last year, and there's a lot of comfort in knowing that I have indoor and outdoor cameras all around the house. And if you aren't sure whether it's something you'd actually use, you should definitely give it a try. There are no contracts and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Simply Safe has given me and many of our listeners real peace of mind. We want you to have it too. Get 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com/criminality. That's simplysafe.com/criminality. There's no safe like Simply Safe. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mm-hmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Back to the story, Kale and Brianna have history. They have beef. I don't know what else the kids are calling it. What did they call it? A roux? A row? A row? That's so British. I don't think the kids, unless they're English, are doing The that. kids in England <laughs> yes. across the pond are calling it a row. Um, maybe. They're mates. So, a row <laughs> with their mates. Okay, yes. So Brianna takes to Instagram as well as talking to the website Celeb. Celebuzz. How would you say that? C-E-L-E-B-U-Z-Z. Celebuzz. Celebuzz. I don't know. Okay. It's not it's a great It's one of those name. words, you read it and <laughs> yeah. it's fine. Yeah. But the second you say it, it's gone off the deep end. So they ask her basically, and she says on Instagram as well, why wasn't Kale in this new episode of Team Mom 2? And hmm. here's Brianna's quote. Quote, she doesn't want to film about breaking and entering into Chris's mama's house and beating him <gasps> for cutting his child Lux's hair. And so she later says on Instagram stories on June 8th, claiming that Lowry is trying to, quote, cover up the real her or things that are going on in her real life. Basically, she says she's faking scenes. She has all this drama going on. She's gotten in trouble for this, but she doesn't want to talk about it. So she doesn't want to be in these episodes because she knows they will ask her about it. Oh. But wait, I have a question. 
does she have the option not to be on the episodes? Like, because she's going to get asked, like, she's on the cast, but she can just not appear? So she did that again this last season. She wasn't on for, like, six months. Huh. So she must have something where she's, like, I mean, they want her because right. her life is dramatic. Yeah. And if not, you're just watching, like, Chelsea do, like, chevron patterns on her wall. There's just not a lot of interesting things going on. So she does bring bring drama whether she wants to admit it or not but okay. she is trying to have this whole brand that isn't necessarily in teen mom Got so it. she wants to keep that apart so these are big accusations right that she has struck her ex-boyfriend yeah. over cutting their son's hair and lux has really really long hair i'll have to show you a picture it's super cute um and so then she posts on in- posted on instagram a picture of his hair before picture of his hair after and Aww. you can see where it has been cut But this information is so specific, you have to wonder how Brianna could have had it, right? So she not only dated Javi, but she became friends with Chris Lopez, which is Kale's ex, her on-again, off-again boyfriend. And so this is how she really claims to have known this information. But don't worry, Rebecca, it gets messier. Before Brianna and Chris became friendly, um, Kale actually ended up inviting Devoin who is the father of Brianna's daughter, onto her podcast. Now, Rebecca, here's the wild thing for me. Where are you recording from right now? I mean, please do not give an exact address or even a roundabout. But what state are you recording in now? Uh, I would be located in the state of New York. (laughs) They're going to stay in my state of mind. And I am in the state of Florida. And here we are podcasting together. Yeah. At the same time, correct? Yes. Like magic. Kale has to travel to Atlanta And Devoin has to travel to Atlanta for them to podcast together. And Rebecca, before you think, huh, well, maybe they have a really cool studio, please pull up the last video (laughs) I sent you and tell me if this looks like a proper podcasting studio to travel to. I'm so excited. Hey, we're going to get right into it. And it's Devoin, not Devon. Devoin, correct. Okay. All right. So before we get started, why do people think that your name is Devon? Well, I kind of take blame for that personally. I just really don't. I never really corrected people for that. But I don't know, growing up, like even after correcting all the teachers that taught me, like they never got it right. Okay, so it wasn't a Brianna thing. It wasn't a Brianna thing. Got it, okay. Definitely not her, it's not her fault. Okay, cool. Uh, okay. (laughs) They are in a giant, uncarpeted cavern. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 what about that looks like a uh, why, why do you need to travel there to record? It does not make any sense. It doesn't to me. make any sense, especially with our whole like Zoom world right now. Like, if they wanted it to be an on-camera experience, they they could be together separately, like still getting the visual of it all, which I guess is what they wanted. Uh huh. It's fascinating yeah. logic, or not illogic, like lack of logic. Yeah, it is. It's pretty wild to see that. And then to hear her say, I have to travel to Atlanta <laughs> for my podcast. And you're like, what? <laughs> Do I you barely made to? it five feet out of this room? <laughs> right, right. And also uh, what compelling interview it was. Sorry, I'm sure it got better. So compelling. <laughs> no, that's about as compelling as it got. But I will say it. I only really saw the clips, but it wasn't really a hit piece. It, it didn't seem like a total hit piece against Brianna. It was like asking questions, trying to get some answers, but I wouldn't say it was directly negative towards her. Like it could have been a lot worse from what you're seeing about this whole situation, right? Yeah. But not to be outdone. Chris has a podcast as well. And this one is called PTSD. Pressure talks with single dads. That's not terrible. Right? But like, I mean... As a name, it's not terrible. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm, I'm here for this one. Oh, okay. Rebecca. Uh, consider me a new some subscriber. Yeah. <laughs> they just got a new listener. So PTSD. Rebecca, new fan, yeah. new listener, loyal listener, some might say. <laughs> and so Chris does what anyone would do, which is to say, Brianna, I'd like you to come on my podcast. And of course... There must be traveling. So she travels from Orlando to Philadelphia, and he travels from Delaware to Philadelphia for the same thing. Are these all about tax write-offs? Are we doing this wrong? Should we just pick new cities and states to travel to to record every month? I do love traveling, and I wouldn't mind seeing you in real life. 
but something tells me that is not top of mind when they're making these decisions. It is just wild. They like walk into a room. They're like, all right, let's record. Like, this is so insulting. Also, let's pick a city that's like moderately convenient to one of us and then let, like, not right. the other. It's so weird. Yeah, yeah. It is. It's It's a whole thing. Yeah. So she's on his show. They kind of talk about things. It's not super anything. It's not worth writing home about. It's not worth listening to. But you will be listening because right. you are yeah. their biggest fan. Of course. So back to these big accusations of haircutting and physical violence, Kale gets wind of what Brianna has said on Instagram about her uh, striking Chris and ends up filing a lawsuit against her for defamation. And here's a quote from Kale's attorneys. Quote, Kale is disheartened by the recent untrue statements by her fellow castmate Brianna de Jesus concerning Kale's absence from a recent episode and involvement in crimes that she never committed. Kale takes these statements very seriously. Sorry about that. That was her assistant that uh, told uh, In Touch magazine. Your assistant. Is your assistant going to come in here at any point, Rebecca, to notify you of travel? And to tell you about some feelings I have about other matters. (laughs) Good for Kale. I know. I know. Kale's goals at this point. (laughs) Right? You're going to take some good with the bad there. exceptions. Yeah. There's a couple exceptions. Yeah, for sure. And then the next thing she says um, in a statement on July 8th is, quote, after necessary self-reflection, Kale has decided to handle this situation with Ms. Jesus by exercising her legal right to protect herself and her brand in court. She is hopeful for a quick resolution of this matter so this feud can finally be put to rest. Wow. But it's not going to be. It's not going to be quick. Don't worry. (laughs) None of it. So unlike most of the other teen moms on the show, Brianna actually has a real job. I don't remember what she does, but like she leaves her home to go to an outside job, I should say, um, every day. (laughs) But the rest of them are just like on a couch. Amber Portwood is literally melting into her couch. I don't know how if she's ever (laughs) even left it. So (laughs) she ends up being served, I believe, at her job. And she contacts an attorney and basically it's on. So Kale claims Brianna, quote, has a history of making false public statements regarding Lowry's family life, end quote. So Kale continues and says the statements threatened her ability to earn a living and that she suffered, quote, personal humiliation and mental anguish, end quote. And Kale requested $30,000, a jury trial and reasonable costs in attorney's fees. Yeah, I mean, suing someone is not cheap. And then for Brianna to get a lawyer, like, uh, they must be sinking so much money into this tiff. Oh, I cannot wait to tell you <laughs> just exactly how much, my dear. <laughs> but Brianna, I wouldn't mess with her. She does not take this lying down. She answers the complaint saying, hey, I can't defame you because this is actually a true thing that happened and your ex is the one that told me about it. In fact... Kale had been arrested on September 26, 2020 for quote-unquote offensive touching, which I have never heard of no, as me either. a thing. I swear Delaware has some weird rules, laws. No offense, Delaware. I'm sure you're amazing. So she ends up being released on her own recognizance and with no bail, and she just has to appear to all scheduled court hearings. Here's something that's kind of wild. This incident apparently took place in early September, according to Chris, when Kale goes to meet his mom because the two weren't meeting. I think they had protection PFAs against each other, so they couldn't see each other. And he, she would meet his mom in a parking lot. She would take Lux, the son Lux, mm-hmm. and she would leave. So she sees Lux, gets a haircut. She drives to his house, allegedly, and she hits him. Okay. So he apparently follows up with the police, and three weeks later – the police actually get back to him and he's able to file a report and then she's charged. So to me, the lawsuit seems risky because if you're like me, maybe you can use defamation in a sentence, but what's the actual legal definition of defamation? I'm so glad you asked. It was my next question. (laughs) Thank you. So defamation is defined as a statement that injures a third party's reputation. The tort of defamation includes both libel, written statements, and slander, spoken statements. So what Brianna's repeating, she claims she got from this reputable source, and there's proof of an arrest. And in my heart of hearts, I think when Kale filed this lawsuit, she thought that Brianna would just settle, but that's not what happened. 
So back to the drama. During the lawsuit, Brianna retains an attorney who was as spicy as she is, to be honest. He asked for this case to be thrown out, saying the reason this cannot be defamation is Chris is the one who told Brianna about the altercation with Kale. So when she goes on Instagram Live, she does so with information that's given to her. Yeah. Rebecca, would you like to hear a few comments from the affidavit? This is all from the Ashley's website, which in T-Mom world is like the website. The source, Um, the primary source. Yes, please. The Ashley. This is from Chris. Quote, I told Brianna that Kaylin punched me multiple times during this incident. I told Brianna that Kaylin punched me because Kaylin was mad that I cut our son Lux's hair. I told Brianna that Kaylin learned of Lux's haircut when she visited my mother's home on September 4th, 2020 to pick up Lux. I told Brianna that upon learning of Lux's haircut, Kaylin became very upset, stormed into my mother's home, and began to punch me. I told Brianna that I did not fight back and continued to allow Kaylin to hit me, end quote. So in Brianna's response to this whole thing, her attorney says she can't be defamed because she was arrested for offensive touching. He continued, quote, she verifiably was arrested for this and her arrest garnered media attention, end quote. So he asked for the whole lawsuit to be thrown out, calling it meritless. And if you're wondering how Brie actually got this information, like when did this all come up? Apparently, she and Chris met up in April of 2020 for a few days in Miami. Don't know if your favorite podcast in the world, PTSD, was <laughs> recording at that time. But that's allegedly when he tells her about this fight that occurred six months before. Okay. So Chris's affidavit is actually filed on the day before Thanksgiving, which Kaylin says was done specifically to ruin her holiday. Because, you know, the judge, like the attorney's like, if we can just wait (laughs) until she puts her turkey in the oven, (laughs) let's sink her. You know, there's it's just wild at this point. All the back and forth. Yeah. Reveals maybe a little bit about where she thinks she is in the scheme of things, meaning like the dead center. (laughs) (laughs) She is the sun. Uh Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. The drama and pettiness doesn't stop there. I'm about to blow your mind. In December of 2021, Brianna tells Kale that she's going to send her a gift. Why these two would ever communicate, talk at each other when a lawsuit's going on, I don't know. She sent her a gift. Do you want to guess what this gift was? What would you send somebody who was actively suing you in court? Well, I mean, the possibilities are endless, but I'm guessing True. it's not going to be something that's going to get her in trouble. No. Brianna. She can't get in trouble. Yeah. So, um, edible arrangement. So funny. I was thinking that when you were trying to guess, but <laughs> the actual answer is a treadmill with the note, quote, your face just dropped. I know you're a fantastic at running your mouth, so I thought your feet would run just as fast. Okay, sick burn. Also, how much do these girls make on this show? I know. Shipping a <laughs> treadmill is not cheap. I know. I think it was like an Amazon one, so it's not going to be the most expensive I don't one, care. but still. That's still like a, a costly, you know, way to get your point totally. across. And I mean, Really, what is, I know, I know, it's it's a lot. And um, edit, and of course, in doing that, people said that she was fat shaming Kale and saying she was heavy, that's why she sent her a treadmill. She said she wasn't. Her attorney's like, hey, I could lose a little weight if she doesn't want it, I'll take it. Whatever, oh my just goodness. petty, petty, petty. So Kale does actually address the treadmill in an Instagram story, of course, where she basically thanks Brianna. I knew it. Says, yep. <laughs> My dogs will love it. And she calls herself lazy and says, you know, my dogs can walk on this. She has like a dog room in her house. Her house is massive. She just built a new one. There's a dog bath. A dog bath in her home. Telling you, goals. Kale is goals. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Until she sues you. I'll take all the other stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Okay. So then Kale does go on her podcast, Coffee Combos. I think that's the one she did this on. And talks about this treadmill. And she says, quote, the lawsuit is me silently effing defending myself from felonies I did not commit. I'm going to defend myself. At what point do you choose between being a bigger person? I could have been petty right back. <laughs> I could have said a lot back on social media. But that to me was not a thing. So then fast forward to the treadmill. That hurts. That's hurtful. It's petty and it's childish and it's immature. If you think we can handle it privately and differently, then you wouldn't have sent me a treadmill the week before. And I don't know if that means the week before it was 
set to go to trial or or what the timeline is there mm-hmm. doesn't doesn't say anymore. But like that response is okay. I can understand that, but everything the everything around <laughs> yeah. Yeah. is in direct contradiction to really that comment right so what happens with this lawsuit rebecca so glad you asked well just last month from the time of this recording on april 18th 2022 brianna takes to instagram stories oh my gosh. with the words i won and then rebecca she was back on amazon buying a clown costume and a mirror from amazon Alluding that she's sending this to Kale and on the gift message, he'll never get this. So I'll just tell you. It reads, Alexa, play B better have my money. Um so <laughs> I know. Oh, the, I, I have no words. So a clown costume and a mirror, it's creative. These young women have a lot of creativity for their That's fights. That's the word we're going to They're really like I know. getting creative and using their imaginations and thinking outside the box. I <laughs> I like your compliments for um, this, the encouragement. Such a mother thing to do. Oh my gosh. Oh, if I was their mother, I would not probably say that. <laughs> oh my gosh. But Brianna technically, she doesn't win, but the judge actually dismisses the case saying, quote, her statement about breaking and entering does not change the gist of the statement that Lowry had been arrested. It was widely publicized that Lowry had been arrested for domestic violence and Brianna's comments yeah. on the issue were substantially true. The damage to Lowry's reputation, if any, had already occurred when the incident was publicized by news media. And he also said, quote, and as a matter of law, Lowry has not met her burden regarding the issue of malice. Mm. So I feel like the judge was fair in that absolutely very humbling to hear i'm sure for kale who like i mean you had to be pretty bold to put that out there given what she had to have known i know that happened it's weird it is and if you thought this was all over <laughs> you'd be wrong oh, no. according to a statement by brianna's attorney quote pursuant to florida's anti-slap statute the court is required to award miss soto brianna sometimes her last name is seen as soto and sometimes it's to jesus okay. but at this point it's soto her attorney's fees and costs. I'm writing to see if we can come to an agreement of payment of fees before proceeding to file our motion, reads a letter from her attorney. The fee sits at, do you want to guess what her attorney fees were? What state is she in? Brianna, she's in Florida. She's done a lot. I mean, she's needed a lawyer for several things. $10,000? Oh, Rebecca. So much more. So much more. Oh, crap. A hundred and twelve thousand <gasps> doll hairs. <laughs> this is outrageous. Now I'm enraged. I know. I mean, they're just can you imagine somebody suing you and you were out of pocket for a hundred and twenty thousand dollars? Well, it didn't have to be did, that way. It never had to be this way. It, the whole thing was just petty among petty among oh petty. My gosh. Like it just. Never had to be this way. But the attorney goes on to say, if they don't want to pay, they can go to court, but Kale can end up paying way more if they go that route. And if you're wondering how Kale feels about all of this after it's all said and done, and she's acquired, guess how much in her own attorney fees, Rebecca? And Kale? you know it's more than $10,000. Yes. So Brianna's was over 100000 and this mm-hmm. is Kale who initiated. Right. I don't know if that means more or not. Like, if the defense, like the strategy, like in re- in response to, is it more? Look at my face. It's more. <laughs> oh, my gosh. $250,000? $200,000. Oh, you were very close. Oh, Lord have mercy. These girls. I, I mean, this um, the things you could do with this amount this of money. This is college. For all of them. I mean, really, I mean, at least a couple of the yeah, four. Yeah, go to a state um, school. You've got it covered. Yeah. My <laughs> gosh. So she recently goes on Bachelor alums. Is it Nick Vial? I never know how to say his last name. I think it's Vial. I didn't right. watch it, but I, I know his name, at least in, again, reading. And so she said, quote, and it was a waste of $200,000, but um, you live and you learn. And then she continues and, and says, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> and if you see that in my house, things have gone wrong. And then she says, I actually don't regret it because I stood up for myself. I felt like I was taking just like a lot and I stood up for myself. Rebecca, 
my max out of pocket for standing up for myself is like four ninety nine. I was gonna and say I ten mean bucks. Four dollars ninety nine. Yeah, cents. I was gonna say ten dollars. My offer stands for at ten dollars. Don't care. Do they actually pay this back? Do they actually is it out of pocket? Are they that liquid with cash, or are they on a payment plan now for like the next decade? To continue. According Sorry. to very no, no, you're good. <laughs> I actually don't know the answer to that, to be completely honest, but we're we're not out of the woods yet. We're almost done. Oh my gosh. According to you guessed it, an Instagram story, Brianna shares a screenshot of a court document where Kaylin signed promising to pay her lawyer fees. And so this is just a few days ago on May 13th, which is why I said I have been immersed in this story. It's just always changing. And so this this is a signed document from Kaylin. And so Brianna says, quote, when you sign this agreement to pay my lawyer fees, I hope you felt like complete S, F you, and you can suck my oh, no. anatomy. <laughs> I hope I get to see you so I can spit in your face. Oh my gosh. It's so vile and it's like, oh my gosh. You, you came out on top in the sense of the law thing. Like, let it go. Let this go. Here's the thing. I think Brianna is a good mom in the sense that she loves her girls. She does anything for them, that sort of thing. But if you're holding all this on you and you're this bitter and angry, like it's going to seep out in the rest of your life. You can't tell me otherwise. Well, also like you lead by example and like how whatever ages they are, they're picking up on some of what's happening. And this is really not a great look. It's dark, right? Yeah. But wait, who's... Kale is saying that to Brianna that she has to pay Kale's legal fees. So sorry. So Kale, she shows on Instagram Live this document where Kale has said, I will pay this so they don't take it to court Oh, to fight for the legal fees. Kale so, is showing the document that says she's going to pay for Brianna's. Sorry. Brianna is showing the document with Kale's signature that says, I, Kale, and Lowry oh. will pay these fees. That way they can stop it from Go going to court. Okay. To recover the fees. Okay. Okay. We're almost out of here, I promise. And if you're looking to watch this play out on more Team Mom, you might be out of luck because in the past few days, Kale has stated on some Facebook group, I think it's called like Barely Famous or something, whatever her other podcast is called, there's another one, that she was done with Team Mom 2. She said in the finale of Team Mom 2, like last week, that she makes more money podcasting and she doesn't need Team Mom. She doesn't need the show anymore wow. and honestly I don't think she does she's really built herself an entire brand but Rebecca don't worry there will always be more drama at least from Brianna just this last week she threw a pink themed case closed party where the words case closed were actually part of the decor and there was stuff that said well actually I won't read say what that one says and cupcakes that spelled out that same message she sent on the Amazon thing be better have my money and while Kale was not in attendance Former Teen Mom 2 star Janelle Evans was, of which, course. yeah. And so that's, I mean, that's where it ends right now, May 17th, 2022. But tune into Instagram story because I'm sure something will break. What I know. the what? I know. I want to blame some of it on their, their youth, <laughs> but like, it's sort of, a younger adult version of like housewives vying to stay on their, like when things get desperate, like it's feeling sure. like it's getting a little desperate and that they're really trying to capitalize and leverage this attention and fame. Right. Um, but what they're doing is, is like reckless. Incredibly reckless. And I really do, like I said before, I feel like Kale thought she files this lawsuit and Brianna would back down and kind of leave her alone or whatever. <laughs> but that's not the person to mess with. And she was just going to fight. Um, yeah, very so, short-sighted um, totally. on her part and avoidable. But it doesn't yes. feel like it's not about like logic or to them, it seems. I mean, right. it's just wild. It's just really, really wild. It wow. is. Well, remember when we started out, I said, oh, I was so excited to work with you because I had like combed your social media and stuff to make sure you weren't somebody that just posts wild things because there are people that do this. And yeah. it scares me like when you don't know what somebody else is going to say and they're a part of your life or whatever, part of your quote unquote brand, anything like that from both of our 
both of our sides. Totally. And so somebody like this who can go off so quickly on an Instagram story, both of them can do that. It's it's um, it's scary. I I would not want to be. I would not want to get on their bad side, no. which is why I'm super excited that I picked a story about them and can't wait to put their names up on the old uh, podcast. Look, you're just reporting fact. I don't think you, you know, personally disparaged anybody. But back to your point, I love that you vetted me, first of all, foremost. Amazing. Absolutely. Love that I didn't have anything questionable enough to make you change your mind. Yeah, you were good. Um, but I do also wonder if this is an age thing, too. I know grown people our age and older have social media battles and wars, but they like, they've grown up in the age of social media. It is like their method of making communications public. I know that's what we all do. I'm just trying to think like, there's like a freedom with it that maybe we had to grow into that they didn't because it was always there. Um, Mm. That like, it's not as like the stakes aren't as high for them or something. I just wonder like generationally. Sorry. Maybe. I don't no, know. No, it's wild to me because I but I but I'm also with an overthinker yeah. and I don't want to offend anybody. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. And like you can tell me all day long Snapchat deletes your stuff after 24 hours. I don't believe you. Right. So I'm never going to trust in yeah. the system. Yes, that's so <laughs> that that's such thing. a like great trait like a, that you're going to in the long run, you're going to do better than most people. <laughs> like, I tell my daughter that all the time. Like, the internet is forever. Yeah. Al Gore's internet is never going away. So we the have truth. to make good decisions. No, it's absolutely and true. what you put out there, you know, trust somebody, don't trust somebody. What Once it's out there, it's it's out there and you can't really do anything about it. So I agree with the judge's uh, verdict or dismissing the case. Yeah. But it also... I worry that Brianna's going to get herself in trouble because now she's put it into action. She's seen that she can win a lawsuit like this. I don't know that she will, but I don't think it taught her to be more cautious. Agreed. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I'm just kind of – are they all, like, 20-ish, 20-something? I think Kale's 30. Oh, Kale's 30 and, now. Okay. Yeah, and Brianna, I think, is late 20s. I don't think oh, they're she's... older than I 30. thought. They just... I guess they're just, like, the bold money moves are kind of what has me shook, too. It's just, like, everything they did was expensive, and they weren't worried about that. And I'm like, wow. Like, in one hand, I'm like, good for you, girl. Like, And the yeah. other, I'm like, is this the best decision financially for you? But I don't yeah. know their finances. I'm just, like, curious about it. Very interesting. Yeah, no, I agree. Wow. Yeah. Woo. Rebecca, I got to be honest, I'm glad to be done with that one. <laughs> Happy to pass the baton to you. That one was a lot. You birthed it. Um, it is now a little pod baby in the world. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> there you go. And, you know, I just, if nothing else, we got you in touch with the PTSD podcast. And from there. If you need me, you know where I'll be. <laughs> listening <laughs> to my new favorite podcast. <laughs> Yeah, let me know how it is. My gosh. Um, Yeah, so thanks for nothing. Um, I mean, thanks. Um, Rebecca, would you like to talk about what you're watching this week? Sure. I've thought about this a lot because you and I have talked about everything. We watched. Kind of messing that up. No, it's hard to not be friends (laughs) during the other days of the week. (laughs) And um, we also recapped a lot of the shows we talked about, like Beverly Hills and Bling Empire. So this one I don't think you're going to get, not because you're not a great guesser, Mm -hmm. but because it's BritBox. And I don't know if you have BritBox. No, ma'am. Yeah. Mm -mm. So love a British procedural. So it's BritBox. Uh, The clues are it's British. (laughs) It's I mean, it doesn't matter. A British procedural, exactly. It's called The uh-huh. Bay. Let's just get okay. to the point. Um, and my friend recommended it when I had COVID. And actually, she had COVID. And she's like, watch The Bay. And I needed something to get lost in. And it's just sure. an amazing British procedural uh, following a lead female detective. And the first season is a missing person's case of twins, a boy and a girl who go missing. I didn't like the second season, so I skipped that. And the third season is about murder in England. Of course, it's this little, like, beachy shore town. And the yeah. third season is focused on a murder, not a missing person's. But it's just the acting, the scenery, their procedures, procedurals, are superior. I said it once, I'll say it again. Uh, they're just so good. And it's yeah. a, it's a different lead female detective in each season and they're just oh, that's cool. really strong and um so good so it's called the bay for anybody who does have brit box i would love to hear what people think great 
escape from true crime because it's crime, but dramatized and a great escape from reality if you want like a different kind of story. Okay. Story. (laughs) That's interesting. It reminds me a little of The Killing. Yes. I feel like we've talked about that before. And I think that was based on um, like a Danish show Uh, or or something. Yes. A lot of them like get adapted from one country to another. And they're all so good. They're filmed differently. It's just a whole different aesthetic and vibe. And I'm, I'm super into it. I find them just a little more like down to earth and realistic. It's good. I need to watch that then. That actually sounds pretty good. I wonder if it's on, what's the other place you can get the British stuff? Oh, I used to have it. I can't remember. Um, Acorn? Acorn. I wonder if it's on Acorn too. Cause, um, Hmm. although I feel like they're competitors, maybe not. Anyway. Uh, what did you watch that I don't know okay. about? I, okay. I don't, I might've told you this one. I don't know, but we'll see. Okay. Uh, Netflix, Paternity, Specimen. You did tell me about oh, it, but it. I might've gotten this one cause it's showing up a lot in my yeah. feed. Um, I think it's called Our Father or The Father. You got it. You yeah. got it. Our Father. Yeah. And is it based on a true story? Oh, it is a documentary, and it is based on a true story, and it's this girl who does this, I think her name is Jory, it's with a J, she does a 23andMe, and she starts getting all these really close hits, and so she talks to her mom, figures out, you know, who her, um, her mom had fertility issues, goes through and finds out these other people's parents had fertility issues, come to find out. To the shock of no one, because this is literally the preview, the doctor that was their fertility doctor was actually the father oh. of all these kids. Oh and so they're like half siblings. So like all the time they're getting new notifications. So this one, she sees a new notification for a half sibling. She writes him and is like, hey, by the way, here's who I am. I'm your half sibling. Here's what happened. Can you imagine opening your email and seeing like, you have dozens Multiple. of other siblings. I can't imagine. And this wasn't where they were. This wasn't a clinic where, okay, so the doctor was taking some samples from residents, right? So that was like part of it. But it was back in the day where you would give your specimen and you had like an hour to get this done, right? So this mm-hmm. is not, the specimen's not being held. Nothing's, mm-hmm. you got an hour. So this doctor was providing specimens right before they come in and inseminating these women. So they were trying to, the whole thing is about trying to um, make a case for this being rape because these women are unknowingly being inseminated with um, this guy's sperm. It is wild. And I cannot believe it's only one part. Like, it feels like it could have been eight episodes. It's like a movie? It's like one and a half hours or something? Yeah, it's like an hour and a half. Wow. Um, Because I feel like they could have gone through everybody's life story a little bit. But at the same time, I kind of appreciated that it wasn't, like, drawn out. Yeah. I think I'm going to have to watch this. And that was a Law & Order um, episode. Oh, okay. Because those are always pulled from, ripped from the headlines, if you will. There you go. Um, Did they speak to the motive at all? Like, what was his deal? He basically said, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched it, but it's not really giving anything away. He was just like, I wanted to help them, and I thought oh, I was helping them. Oh, Lord have mercy. Oh, my gosh. But there are, like, theories that all these kids have blonde hair, blue eyes, and there's this, like, quiverful movement he was a part of. Oh. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. so it was it was a whole thing. But him begging her not to tell anybody because his wife would be mad. <laughs> like, think of my wife. It's like, dude, you have so many, you know, so many kids. It, it is it is wild. And just his attitude in it is is absolutely wild. But it's it's really well done. That is so creepy and sad and weird. Um, yeah. I was 23 and me. I'm like a big advocate for doing it because, you know, mm-hmm. you could help solve a crime. Absolutely. You could also be related to a criminal or find yeah. out, you know, you know, it's like, it's a, you know, a little risky. Yeah. Move, it, but it's I, not, it's not as fun as you think it yeah, is. Yeah. Like, there's it like consequences. Pandora's box. Yeah. yeah. Pandora's box. But, um, I do still advocate for doing it. Um, absolutely. Wow. That's crazy. I might watch that. Well, I've got Rebecca. a story for you next time. Okay. I'm excited to hear the clues. This was hard for me to think of clues. So I think you might get this kind of quick. Okay. 70s shark ghost. I have no freaking clue what you're talking about. Really? 
Not a clue. Okay. 70s shark ghost. No. No. Oh, I'm (laughs) surprised. I'm spicy. Dumping you. I guess I'll just add one little flavor of a clue. It's not a clue itself, but think more person, not like case or story. Like just, that's all I'll say. 70s shark ghost. Okay. No. Mm -mm. Well, good. The mystery will live on and we'll do this again. And I'll tell you that story. About a ghost in the 70s who found a shark. Not just kidding. I know. (laughs) so weird. This is a new Sharknado. (laughs) Shark week. This next time on Criminality. Um, But seriously, great job. That was like reliving a weird time of my life where I watched Teen Mom. (laughs) I think I had a young child and I was just a little older. So very interesting. Um, Good job. Thanks. Glad it's over. Um, You can find us on social media at Criminality Show on Twitter and Instagram, and we're trying to do stuff on TikTok, and it happens sometimes, and sometimes it doesn't, and sometimes it gets views, and we don't know why. Um, (laughs) So it's really a mess over there, but please follow us. Yeah. I don't think we have that many followers. It's kind of sad. So that's begging. And then also, (laughs) Rebecca has a wonderful podcast podcast called dialogue that has new episodes every wednesday yes and if you need something to listen to on tuesdays melissa is co-host of a great show called moms and murder so that's two shows plus ours and then you've got ptsd so yeah i mean don't forget ptsd we basically covered your whole week so you're welcome (laughs) and thanks for listening bye Thank you for listening to Criminality. If you're enjoying the show, please head over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen and give the show a rating and review. The reality is it would be a crime to keep your thoughts to yourself. And come join the fun outside of the podcast and follow us on social media. We are at Criminality Show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Memes are welcome. We'll see you in two weeks with a new episode. Until then, you can catch my co-host Melissa on her weekly show, Moms and Murder and Rebecca Sebastian on her podcast, Dialogue, a true crime conversation. Don't forget, loving reality isn't a crime.